Hey, Short Porch listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. You know how I get ready for St. Paddy's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some Proper Number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. What's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Short Porch. I'm your host, Hubs. Alongside me on the other side of the laptop, Tommy Smokes, Tom Scabelli. What's going on? What's up? I mean, have you... Are you up to speed in the on the tragedy that is unfolding? Oh my God, we got a phone call. Oh God. Oh my God, this is a professional operation. This this guy's the worst. This guy. Ten forty seven. Yeah, this guy. This guy. There's a guy calling me trying to get his. Uh, hold on, we're gonna we're starting this over. That was annoying. Yeah, as leave it. No, leave it. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I posted a video of uh, Dwayne Wade playing pickup basketball with my buddy. And yeah. now my buddy like keeps calling me, and he's not even my buddy. He's a friend of mine. He's a, a, a old colleague from my old cold calling job, and he just keeps calling me. So he's just fucking annoying. But anyways, well, for- I guess he's still in the cold calling me. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but are you up to speed with the current tragedy unfolding? Uh, depends what you're referring to. Um, Andrew McCutcheon lost. Oh yeah, we literally just talked. Yeah, I thought you were just uh, – Andrew McCutcheon lost his luggage. The hotel lost his luggage. Are you, wow. Like, what the hell? Like, it, how, how do you lose luggage as a hotel – as a hotel operation? How can you lose someone's luggage? I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more – I'm surprised we don't hear about more travel problems in baseball. But this is a weird one. How does a ho- like? It's not even an airline. It's just a hotel. I mean, it's yeah. Like we just can't figure out travel as a whole. It's everything. It's not just yeah. the airlines. Like we're that stuck was in. Last, wait, was that last year or this year? All the flights. No, that was this year. It happened. That was this twice. year. Twice, I believe it was twice. So we, it was Texas. We were fucked, and uh, and we were stuck in DC. I thought Oh no, maybe it was. DC. Oh, maybe Detroit. Too. Maybe it was three times. But it was at least twice. It was Texas and DC for sure. And there might have been a third. And now this. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon doesn't have clothes. How can you expect a human being to operate without clothes? That's crazy. How do you crazy. lose? How does a hotel lose your luggage? Where did it go? Where did it go? That, can we that, go? It, yeah, I don't. I don't know. When I first saw this, it was. I, I almost immediately assumed airline and. Like, well, that, that happens. But now that I think about it, I mean, it's not an airline and it's a private plane anyway, obviously, for a team. A hotel. How does that – I mean, that seems like it's actually probably someone with the Yankees' fault, right? Someone with a clubhouse managers or something taking the luggage off the bus to the room? Someone needs to be fired. I mean, it's plain yeah. and simple. Someone needs to be fired. We need you a can't head on it. a stick. Yeah, so not only is my, so McCutcheon almost went out in public on his off day. You don't get many off days in the MLB in September. You know, you're playing playing all the time. And on his off days, trying to enjoy the city of Seattle, you'll see the sights, maybe get some nice food, eat outside maybe. And he's got no clothes, so he has to go out in his bathrobe. 
Then his sister reminds him that uh, he probably wore clothes to the hotel and he has those clothes. So uh, his sister was correct, as all, all women usually are, end up being correct uh, in these types of situations. Uh, they think rationally when we don't. Um, so instead of going out of the bathrobe, he goes out in his actual suit uh, where he called himself, I forgot exactly, Baptist or something. I forget exactly the term. that he's uh, A demigod? Demo? I don't know what the fuck he was trying to. Uh, but anyway, oh, Deacon. I think he said Deacon was the word. I don't know what that actually means. But um, he goes out in that, comes back, says Siri got him lost. But Siri never works for anything. Siri tells you you're at one place. You're not there. You're not at the restaurant it tells you to go to. Nope. Not Who uses Siri still? Very true. I don't use Siri. My The only person I know that ever used uses Siri was my freshman year college roommate would use Siri. I mean, he was a little interesting cat to begin with. And he would use Siri. He would like be like, Siri, can you do my homework for me? Like he would, just, he would use her to tell her jokes, basically. Like obviously to ask her things that he know that she couldn't do. But he just used her all the time. But other than that, I don't know who uses Siri. I remember when I first got the iPhone that had Siri capabilities, like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to use Siri all the time. I don't know if I've ever actually used it. Why is this coming through the sound? Oh, my God. Do you hear that? My text? I don't no. get it. You don't hear my text. No. Okay. Oh, this guy's being very. This guy's insane. He's re-sabotaging the podcast. I mean, this is the same guy, the cold caller. I'm quitting out of iMessage. That's fucking guy. But anyways, yeah, Siri is very unreliable. Fuck this. Uh, this whole situation. Hopefully, McCutcheon can get through this and start hitting the baseball because, um, that would be nice because he hasn't done a lot, a whole lot for the Yankees. But I think he can add a lot like he has this type of character like no yankees currently have this type of character on the team partly because none of them really speak good english enough to kind of do this well you know, that's something i mean it's true though like Anderhar yeah, I mean, and glaber they'll go on insta story but i don't really know what they're saying half the time like we don't have any yeah who do I mean, we have who do we have like McCutcheon? brett gardner but he's not a, he's not a social media guy you know yeah aaron hicks Hicks doesn't yeah. really have that personality, but he, he doesn't really have the personality. He, you know, he's kind of just with his girlfriend no. the whole time. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Like, I think we said on the last podcast, he could be similar to Todd Frazier last year, a veteran with experience comes in with a good personality. Hopefully, it's a good impact on the clubhouse and, and on the field. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. So, um, yeah, so hopefully he starts hitting, and then we can couple this personality with his hitting and then he'll just be a great player. But so far, not so good. He made a weird play on Tuesday. I'm sorry. on Wednesday. We'll get into it in a second. We'll start. So we'll go to the A series. Did not go well. Uh, Oakland is not a place I want to go to in October. That is for sure. We really need to get, we need to secure that first spot in the wild card 100% uh, because that is not a place I want to go to for a winner, go home, winner, go home situation. Uh, Monday CC was terrible and he continues to be really bad on the road. If you look at his home road splits, He's got almost a two ERA difference on the road as opposed to home. I think it's two. I almost, I think it's like two, six and four, six or like two, four and, and four. Six. It's very bad. So uh, CC was not good. He gets shelled. Uh, just never had it from the start. Uh, and they, they fell behind early and they just couldn't, couldn't climb back. It was pretty ugly Monday. Uh, I, 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 you know, just yeah, when you fall behind like that, you're not going to win games. CC has been disappointing me lately. I mean, he just has not been having that same type of season where last year you felt pretty confident every time he took the ball. This year, you kind of feel like, oh, hopefully he'll give you five and two-thirds innings almost the ceiling for him. Yeah, I mean, I, 
he is not somebody that I have really, I have very little faith in him in a, in a big game with him starting, which is crazy to think of because we were at with him last year. But right now, he's just not, he's not the same pitcher he was last year. And honestly, I know CC has all the history with the Yankees, but if you're telling me next year the Yankees see they're bringing back Sebastia or Jay Happ, I'm bringing back Happ in a second. Well, I think that's where they're they're trending towards. I think for sure, uh, Hap. I think the way he pitched on Tuesday, as how he's pitched, aside from one bad start, I mean he's been excellent. I think he's definitely worthy of getting a one year deal. And I feel like this is, it's not even because of the struggles. I think just they want to move on from CC after this year. I think there's young guys that come up. There's this guy Michael King that they got in the Caleb Smith and and uh, Garrett Cooper trade with the Marlins. Uh, I mean, he is fantastic. He pretty much does a no-hitter through the sixth inning in every single start he has in AAA. Uh, obviously, Justice Sheffield. I think there's there's no more room for CC as in, in next year's plans uh, in the rotation. Uh, this was pretty much the, his last year, uh, you would assume. Uh, I, I, at least, I mean, I just don't know if his knee can hold up for another year. Uh, regardless if he wants to come back or not, uh, they would have to pull the plug, I believe. Uh, that I mean, that's something we can deal with at a later date. But, um, yeah, so Tuesday happened. Uh, pitches well, pitches great. Uh, I think I may be actually hearing a a message pop now here, here and there. Well, I'm not getting texts anymore. No, oh, maybe you're just banging on your desk or something. That yeah, I think I was. Um, but Hap is great. Uh, gives up three hits total. Uh, this the one home run was the only damage to him. Uh, I thought he was excellent. Oh, sorry, I think it was two hits total. And uh, he goes six plus. It's taken out in the seventh. Thought Boone managed a perfect game uh, on Tuesday. I thought it was a playoff atmosphere, and he managed a perfect game. Uh, you got to give him, you know, credit to us for giving him credit uh, as usual. But uh, I thought he was great. Brings in Robertson. Robertson would look excellent on Tuesday. Strikes out the side. Brings in Britton in the eighth. Dellen in the ninth. It was perfect. Uh, and, and obviously the, the hero of the day, Lewis Voigt. What more can this man do? Nothing. There's nothing he can do. More. Nothing more. A walk-off home run in a playoff game. Walk-off Grand Slam Game Seven of the World Series. Seriously. I guess could technically do more. Yeah, I mean he's he's been everything and more. He's he fields his position exceptionally. He just continues to five of his seven home runs have either tied the game or taken the lead, which is crazy. None of them are really tack-ons. Uh, he just, he's a pure hitter. He hits the ball. It's almost shocking. So the home run he hit on Tuesday was a pull, pull shot. And it was almost like, I think it was the first time he maybe has one more home run where he pulled it. Everything else is like to right center. He just, he doesn't over hit the ball. I don't know, over swing, I guess. He just takes the ball where it's pitched. He doesn't try to do too much. I mean, that's why we made a Luke Voigt shirt. We made a Luke King Louis V shirt and you got to buy it right now. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, do us a favor Get back to us. You got to buy that King Louis V shirt. It is fire. Yeah, it's people. I, I had some people tweeting. You know his name isn't actually Louis. Well, it is. His name is actually Louis. Louis Linwood Boyd. We said that a few weeks ago on the podcast. King Louis. We got the crown. We got the little Sammy Sosa hop. The point out there. Just buy it. Just buy it. Strike while the iron's hot. That's what we're trying to do on him. When he does hit that walk off Grand Slam Game Seven of the World Series, you want to be wearing your King Louis. The King Louis V shirt. Yeah, it's fire, and I know I know Luke Voigt has seen it, and he's a big fan of the shirt. So, uh, so there so, you go. So that's that's your endorsement right there, um, and we're hopefully 
going to get Louis V on the podcast very soon. We're that is in the works. So um, not to spoil much, but uh, he's a big Barcelona guy. Uh, great win on Tuesday overall. Did you did you did you commend Boone as much as I did? I thought he just I thought everything he did. The defensive replacements in the eighth when he put took Anderhar out of the game, moved Walker to third, Hetcheveria, which apparently this guy. Hold on. Oh yeah, this fucking guy. We didn't even write this down in the outline, but. So we, we try to pronounce his name, and he tells everyone, oh, yeah, the, the last 15 years, like, whatever, that I've, been, that I've been alive, like, people have been mispronouncing my name. It's Hetcha Avaria or whatever. I actually don't even – I've actually – I, I don't know. I'm so – I'm glad that it's gone back and forth so much because now we have an excuse to never learn it. We'll be like, well, it was so confusing in the beginning that we just couldn't get it right. Yeah, I mean, I it's just – He's this guy's a he might be a crazy person. He might be an insane human being because how can you just tell people like you got to call me this like actually like they've been mispronouncing it like the last ten years and they'll be like oh wait actually no it's it, it is how you were saying it like, how do you just go back on that you just something crazy, crazy. some crazy wrong with it. so he comes in he's a defensive wizard he comes in at short uh, and then they move Glaber over to second that's our best that's our best defensive infield we're gonna have obviously Didi. When Didi comes back, I believe it's on Friday, he's getting activated. Uh, that will, you know, I mean, he's not that much of a downgrade from Hetrevaria. He's a very, very good fielder. But when you have Adeni at short, Glaber at second, Walker at third, Voigt at first, there's going to be no errors on the field. There'll be zero. There, everything is getting scooped up. And immediately there's a ball hit in the eighth inning. Uh, a chopper from Britain uh, is hit right at Walker. And it was the exact kind of play that Andahar struggles with, where he takes a step back. And usually, like, throws throws off wide or throw is late because he takes too long. Walker fields it cleanly, makes a strong throw to first. He's very comfortable with all that. Uh, the next play was a, a, a slow roller or a tricky hop to Hechevari, who fields it cleanly. It was just like, wow, Boone made a defensive change, and it worked brilliantly. And then, uh, I don't know, he managed the bullpen very well. Yeah. I was just very proud of Aaron Boone. I thought that was a nice – and it was a playoff atmosphere game, very tight game late. And I thought it was big for Boone to have that type of game. It, that was experience builder for him. Yeah, I agree. He kept it simple. I mean, the only thing that I know that some people were saying is taking half out after 78 pitches. Hindsight 2020, it ended up working out. Had, you know, David Robinson come in and give a home run or something, probably having a different conversation right now. They wanted to take him out after 78 pitches. But like you said, playoff type atmosphere and in the playoffs, I think he will definitely have a quick trigger like that. And he just kind of kept it simple, half to Robertson for an inning, to Britain for an inning, to Batances for an inning, kind of the formula you want to follow more or less. So, yeah, he, he did a, and all the defensive stuff you said. He did a solid job in a big moment on Tuesday. Are you becoming more more okay with Dellen in the ninth right now? I've, I've, kind, of, I've yeah. kind of grown to like, okay, like, yeah, this does make the most sense. Like, we got to live yeah. behind this hill. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't totally against him in the ninth. Obviously, the – Bone save against uh, Chicago sucked, but I or no uh, home Detroit. home against Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Uh, but yeah, I I mean he like I said he he's a good enough pitcher where he should be able to just figure it out no matter what the inning is. Yeah, he, he's the guy that just needs a couple. He just needs a couple good ninth innings, and and like his mindset will be good to go. Yeah. Um, he's also the type of guy where if he walks the leadoff hitter, like the innings essentially over for the Yankees, and they're just going to lose the game. So he's got to live and die with it. Um. Chapman has been throwing. It looks like in the uh, in the outfield, and 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 I, you know, he posted a few Instagram stories uh, of him working at his knees. So um, 
yeah, hopefully he comes back. We definitely could use him, makes the bullpen even better. And, uh, yeah, so that Tuesday was a good win. Wednesday uh, went uh, absolutely horrible. I mean, it just could not have been worse than Wednesday. The start was bizarre. Um, it's hyped up as such a big game because it's Severino and um, and Fires, uh, which is if as long as, you know, Manaya doesn't come back and the A's don't go to a full bullpen game, which I think they should. If they're smart, I feel like they do go to a full bullpen because their full bullpen is disgusting. I would be very concerned if they if they're throwing out you know Trinan and Trevino a couple innings. Those guys actually started the year not as closers or eighth inning guys, but more or less they were going a couple innings, so they're capable of doing that. Um, then you got Familia and Rodney. That's just not a team I want to see their full arsenal of of a bullpen against you know us. That's just not a situation I want to be in. Plus we struggle against bullpen. Struggle with the Rays all the time, right? They... And and granted, Tuesday was a bullpen game by the. Uh, by the A's, and we did win, but I think that was more like Melvin kind of just froze where he kept Familian for so long. He kept Rodney in for so long. It's very weird managing by uh, by Melvin on Tuesday. But back to Wednesday, um, it was horrible. It was not the wild card. It was not the playoff atmosphere or the playoff intensity we were hoping. Uh, the Yankees do load the bases in the top of the first, and Voigt does come up, grounds out down the line. The third. We, we were texting. We were like, we had just watched the Voigt shirts, and we were like, I mean, if he hits a grand slam here, like – that would have been. I would have been something. That would have been unbelievable. Would have been at least. There would have been at least one sale off of that. I'm sure. One. <laughs> at least five like hundred. Um, but uh, he's not come through. Okay, though. Like, yeah, Greg Bird would have probably just popped out the short. At least he had a ball down the line, and like, you know, if they weren't playing down the line, like it's probably a double. Uh, but anyways, uh, Yankees come up short. Severino gets the start. Comes out in the bottom of the first, and is just horrible. He was just absolutely horrible. Uh, him and Gary were just never on the same page. Yeah, and uh, it was just it was kind of it was just almost impossible to watch. It was like hard to believe how bad of a start it was. It was I mean, Gary Sanchez is a catcher who cannot catch the base. It's problematic. It's so simple to just. I mean, obviously, I have no catching experience. I'm assuming you don't either. But I caught me, one game in my life. It was a lot of fun. I threw a guy out. That's it. My dad didn't want me. My dad didn't want me killing my knees as a minor, as a as a baseball player. He's like, you, my you knees are bad stuff. now. I can only imagine what they would be like. Exactly. But he doesn't block. He doesn't use his body. He, and I feel like there's every time there's a ball in the dirt, he goes to like backhand it with his glove instead of just dropping down. You know, dropping his body down and using his body to block. Right. I mean, that it seems like it's a, a oversimplification, but I don't know. It seems like it makes sense to me. Like you see other catchers. Oh, Austin Roman all the time drops to his knees, sort of like slides to the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so so um, Girardi was on MLB Network talking about this and how to fix him. And he just kept referring to his base and how he just needs to change up his base. Um, I guess that ha- – yeah, that, that's pretty much what you're talking about. Just It's just getting yeah. in front of the ball. It's really tall. That's all it is. And, I mean, they, they're saying that there were mix-ups with the sign because Severino was so used to – uh, Roma, I mean, Luis Severino, we were very off thinking that he would be better with Gary Sanchez. It ended up being a total disaster. He hates Gary Sanchez at times. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a brotherly type of love-hate relationship, but there are times he just wants to rip his head off. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, he, it's, <laughs> he's, it's very frustrating to deal with him on a daily basis because later in the game, he shows you why he's 
he's the why we love him is because he hits that fucking cock shot. Granted, he made it eight two, but it's just like, oh, that was your first home run in like three months. Like, where the fuck has yeah. that been, man? Like, he he brings he's me back in one eighty six. Like, it's harder to defend his defense when he's hitting one eighty six. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just uh, he's just fucking very, very, very frustrating. Four. You could pretty. You could have said four pass balls. I think officially it was three. Uh, the fourth one, he just doesn't even make an effort to get in front of it. It, it did bounce. It was like a 58-footer, so, like, benefit that to him, I guess. But um, he just didn't make an effort to it. And it's just – it felt like a Rick Ankiel inning for him, like, where he just couldn't catch the ball. Like, same thing with Ankiel, just couldn't throw strikes. It was very, yeah. very, very frustrating. Uh, so – but equal the blame has to go to Severino. I mean, he, sure. just, he was not good. He was leaving balls way over the plate. He was just getting destroyed. Uh, I think there were four hits in the top of the fir- in the bottom of the first. Uh, it's just – I mean, he does get – it was unlucky because Gary was awful, and this McCutcheon playing right was bizarre. I just couldn't make heads or tails yeah. of it. So the ball- he, I, he must have thought it was gone. No, so I think I – I haven't seen his official – I don't know if they asked him. I, I, like, I've been looking all day on Twitter. I couldn't find it, but – uh, so there's a man on first. Jed Lowry had singled home run. So it's one nothing. man on first. And the bottom of the first with one out. And uh, uh, Chris Davis hits a ball right. And it's carrying the right. It's carrying. It's carrying. McCutcheon seems to be under it. He's like, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Two outs. And no, all of a sudden he turns around as a 180 and he plays the ball off the wall. And it wasn't high off the wall. He easily, I thought, as I think most people thought, had time to get to it. So I think he lost it in the lights. And he was just trying to save his ass a little bit and prevent the runner from coming home from first, uh, like, you know, just running on the pitch. You know, the runner had to hold a little bit, uh, so he just kind of deked him at the last second, and he just lost in the lights, which sucks. It's so unfortunate because it really should have been two outs with a man on first, one nothing. It's a completely different inning. Then, you know, without uh, – with you know with with the double, it's second and third, one out, and both those runs come home. I mean, it's just – it's a whole different baseball game. So it's just yeah. unfortunate. But no, Severino I mean, didn't get shelled regardless. Yeah, I was going to say, he wasn't helped by Gary McCutcheon or whatever, but a, a lot of the blame does fall on Severino. It's not the same pitcher. And it, I I now, I mean, it's getting later in the game where it's harder to do now, but I still would love, and they should have done it a month ago when we said it, I'd love to just DL him for, let him, it's I would say DL him. It's too late. Is it though? I mean, they have 22 games left, something like that. I, they could DL him for ten days and let him get two more starts before the playoffs. Did not the Eagles go just go to Foles? Oh my god! Did you see that? Sorry, they, the football oh game's off. Yeah, they just really ran that play again. They must have. You well, gotta be the same... fucking kidding me! Apologies for watching uh, the Thursday night football game as this is going. On. I can't believe they just ran that play again, and it worked. Did Trey Burton throw it? I, I think it was one of the running – I think it might have been Sproles. Is he still even on the team, Trey Burton? No, no. Oh, no, I don't think Trey Burton is on the team. All right, back, but, yeah, back to, to Severino was terrible. Over his last 11 starts, his opponents are hitting 323 against him. 323. Yeah. And uh, he has the highest ERA in baseball. <laughs> it's crazy. What has happened? He was he had a one – he has sub-two ERA on July 1st – after the July 1st shutout of the Red Sox. And now it's now it's three five. Could you imagine if Severino finishes the year with above a four ERA? That, it, 
It, it, Aguilar threw that ball, it, by the way. It makes me sick because I was so pumped for – I mean, we were saying Severino was, you know, the most dominant Yankee starter for a stretch that we had seen in our lifetimes. And, you know, it's so rare to see Yankee get a, an ERA under three. I mean, I know he did it last year, but he's under two. I was thinking, like, wow, we could be looking at a 24-win season with, like, a 1.98 ERA or whatever it's going to be. I don't know what's wrong with it. I know, I mean, the talent is still there, but I don't know. At this point, I'm just flabbergasted that the stretch has lasted this long and there's been encouraging signs, but uh, yes, Wednesday, which is the hugest step back that he could have had. So there's a couple of questions here. So I think obviously this, I think this officially rules him out to be the wild card starter. I think that's, I don't think there's much he can do in the next couple of weeks. I mean, obviously, if he throws four straight shutouts, a completely different story. That's just not going to happen. It's just not happening. And there's really no explanation for what is going on. I was talking to Phil Hughes last night on Twitter, and he sick brag, sick brag, best friend Phil Hughes. Um, I guess we're going to get him on here eventually because he seems to be best. He literally tweets at me like randomly when he's drunk. I think it's just hilarious. He's he's probably my favorite guy on Twitter right now. Um, mostly because he acknowledges my existence. But um, we were trying to figure it out, and it's not fatigue because they have given him – they gave him that nine-day rest uh, right around the All-Star break. Like, they gave him a rest, and he threw 192 innings last year. Nothing crazy. Didn't didn't go, like, 230 or whatever. And did start the year incredible as he finished last year incredible. Like, there's, there's no – it's just – I don't know what it is. Is it mechanics? Is it Larry Rothschild's fault? What is Larry Rothschild you know, doing? I was going to say, you know what I would like to know? I'd like to know what Larry Rothschild is doing. What is he like, doing? What is he, what is he doing every day? Like, isn't there two straight months of Luis Severino is going out there every five, six days and he's going to absolutely shell? And I feel like nothing. He's just done nothing. It's, so, like, I, I remember I, I wrote it in one of the blogs this week, and I was like, I mean, I'm done with Larry Rothschild. What is, so he's ruined Sonny Gray. He refuses to help Sonny Gray, even though Sonny basically just is doing this, his resurgence on his own, it looks like, because literally Rothschild was quoted and saying he just doesn't help him. Um, the whole Chapman thing, can't really figure that out. Uh, the bullpen has not been excellent. Uh, Tommy Canley, you know, all this weird shit going on. And none of the stuff, I mean, Severino, this whole debacle. It's just like weird. Like, what does this guy do? I've never like, I've never been a huge. I used to like Larry Rothschild a lot when it seemed like he had turned Nathan Avaldi around. I was like, oh, this guy's a wizard. Ever since then, I mean, he just, he just doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Pitchers, he doesn't, he does not seem to help pitchers. I, it's just like, and same with the bullpen moves. Like we blame Boone, but Larry's right there. Larry could tell him what to do, and he just sits there. It's, yeah. I'm pretty dumb with him. I could move on from Larry Rothschild and Marcus Timms. I don't know what Marcus – Marcus Timms – I mean, this guy gives the worst approach. We have the worst approach to hitting ever. It's just home run or bust. Yeah, you look at the Oakland A's. He home run off Randy Johnson. Sick. Never forget. You see that home – Um, you see the way the Oakland A's come up throughout their order. No one's trying to hit a fucking three-run home run every time. They're, no one's trying to hit the grand slam. I don't slam. think that – I mean, that's just the type of hitter being count. That's just the way they're constructed. I don't think that's on Marcus Timms. I don't know. This this is like, how come when they're up at the bases loaded and one out every time they just can't do anything? It's crazy. On Tuesday night, yeah. even when they tied the game in the seventh with all those great at bats, and then 
fucking Gary Sanchez and Anderhart come up swinging for the fences instead of taking pitches when all they're doing is throwing balls. It's crazy. They just have the worst approach at the plate. It's very sickening. Kate, uh, Katie Sharp said, I think they're uh, 23rd in in baseball with the bases loaded. That's awful. I bet you the Red Sox are like number one. I'm actually surprised it's as good as 23. Yeah. Honestly, I am. I thought they were going to be 29 or 30. Um, yeah, it's very it, – Wednesday was a very frustrating loss. And and once again, just like Monday, when you're put in that kind of hole – and, I mean, Mike Fires, credit to him, did pitch well. I would welcome him to pitch the wild card game. I do not see that going his way twice. Um, he's just not a good pitcher, in my opinion. Uh, very beautiful. Yeah. And it's also easy to pitch with a lead uh, like that. But, goddamn. So, back to Severino – I think this, like I said, I think he's done pitching the wild card game. I think that's between Happ and Tanaka, and and the next three or four weeks will decide who gets that nod. Gut feeling right now with the lefties that the A's have, uh, I would go with Happ. Obviously, he he also just pitched well. I mean, you could also go Tanaka, and Tanaka's proven he can pitch big games. You know, he's he's almost like the guy we talked with this. He's the guy you want in those big games, uh, and he feeds off the moment. But I just don't love the home run propensity. You know his ability to give the home run. He's you know you know Chris Davis will hit a home run in Yankee Stadium, right? Hopefully in Yankee Stadium, right? So like with that, I think the safer move, the safer maybe the more effective move is Hap. Um, But I think that will that's not worth debating right now because I think that decides itself the next three or four weeks. Uh, But with Severino, so someone DM me this: Where would you hypothetically, right? The Yankees were to uh, win that Walker game. So you play the Red Sox next, right? Five-game series, so it's 2-2 two, two, and 1. Where does Severino pitch in that series? Uh, so let's say half pitches the Walker game. Then I would go – I think probably game two we start. Just to knock that's, the game what I would, that's what I said because I think you factor in CC's home and road splits. I want, right. him, I want him starting game three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. I uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I would want CC starting Game Three. I want Tanaka Game One, and probably Severino Game Two. Agree. And I wouldn't feel good about Game Two. I mean, but that's just what, what you got to do because you don't want to have CC have a terrible Game Two and then have Severino pitching a maybe a, an elimination game. That would be tough. It's just crazy, like how how much of a one eighty this guy's had. It's just like it's almost if we were if I came up to you in July first and I and you were to tell you were to tell me this, I thought you were a crazy person. I thought you'd be locked up in prison. If you told I, me, I thought it would be a mathematical impossibility for yeah, you ever almost impossible. Yeah. You you if you were to lay out the math for me how many runs he would have to give up in his next eleven starts to get to the CRA, I'd be like, I mean that's not happening. Is he pitching with his left hand? Did his right arm get get cut off? Like you gotta yeah. like Man, it's just sad. Uh, yeah, so I I have a question. If the Yankees, because I, I feel like every time the Yankees go to Oakland, they just struggle. Yeah. The Yankees played 162 games in Oakland and the Trump, 81 each against these current variations of the A's and Rays, who are both two good teams this year, especially the A's. How many games do you think the Yankees went in 162 games season? Uh, 75. I think that's generous. You think that's generous? Okay. I think that's honestly generous. I think <laughs> 60 is, is a legit possibility. That's crazy. So we have a four-game lead over Oakland uh, in the loss column. It's three and a half total. Um, 
are you concerned? Because I'm telling you right now, Oakland's remaining schedule is essentially a cakewalk where ours is not. A little. Uh, more concerned than I was Sunday just because, I mean, you lost lost the game and getting to see Oakland up close. I was like, all right, this team is legit. But I still think, I mean, just like mathematically, the numbers are on the empty side, obviously. For now. So, yeah, for now. Let but, me read you the remaining schedule Oakland has. So they're, they're, they're hosting Texas for three games uh, this weekend. Say they're probably going to two or three, maybe sweep. Then they go to Baltimore. Baltimore's terrible. Three-game series. At Tampa is probably the hardest they have left uh, for three. Then they host the Angels, host Minnesota. I mean, that's a pretty good six. Uh, at Seattle, could be interesting for sure. But I think by that point, Seattle's going to be out of it. And uh, at the Angels to end the year. So they end on the end of the year with six on the road. But none of those teams besides the Rays are like no, anything. And then meanwhile, us, I mean, we got we got Boston for six more. That's not good. We got this road series in Seattle. Who the fuck knows how that's going to go? Still got Toronto. Still got Baltimore. Still got to go to Tampa for four. We don't have an easy schedule, man. Uh, when you when you compare it to the to the A's, I'm telling you that's that three and a half four game lead is that is not safe at all. And that's a problem. They have to win that game. They have to have that home game. Like we can't go to Oakland with that, that drum. What do you think of the drum? How do they drum? How does they bang all game? I hate everything about that field. The the foul territory, just the the ugly greenness all over the place. The all the empty seats up top. It is it is a nightmare. It's crazy, and oh, it's I I went I've gone to Oracle uh, once the uh, where the Warriors play. It's right next door, and you can see the Coliseum. It's just I've like, been there. I've been to the Coliseum. Oh yeah, it's, it's, is it, is it as much of a dump as you you much of a dump as you would expect. I actually saw uh, it was 2005, late August or early September of 2005. I saw Aaron Small pitch an absolute gem against the Oakland A's. I actually think it may have been back. a complete game. I don't know. Let's bring Aaron Small back and Sean Chacon. I take them. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, that's the World Series formula. So, <laughs> um, so I would start Sean Chacon in the wild card game this year. Uh,. <laughs> But yes, not good. We gotta now we're paying attention. Fuck, fuck the Red Sox. We're paying attention to and, and by the way, the Red Sox, of course, they're winning. They're losing seven to one on on two, on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, and then Carabas comes out of Section Ten, sits down, and they just score eight, nine in a row. It's like, and they didn't play anybody. They played their B line. They're they're juggernaut. They still not that manager. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the DMs. Um, the first DM, Jim. Uh, Pizapi says, should we talk about how Hechevaria, Hechevaria, I forget how I used to say it because he fucked me up. God damn it. Um, should we talk about how Hechevaria has a better acquisition, has been a better acquisition than McCutcheon thus far? Or should we talk about how our starting pitching offense never click on the same day? Or maybe this guy's just ranting. Or maybe how Gary's defense is the biggest liability of any playoff team has, but can't afford to DH him and can Romine. And catch Rome on a big game. So I don't know. He was just ranting at this point. He was not even making sense. So we'll, I'll break this into two questions. So, um, I mean, it's been less than a week of Hechevari and McCutcheon. I like them both. Um, I think McCutcheon will end up starting to hit. Uh, I think his clubhouse presence is big. And Hechevari would be able to be able to put him in defensively anywhere. Uh, and he's just pretty much just Ozzie Smith type gold glove wizard. Love that. And he did hit a home run on Tuesday. Uh, so showing a little pop. Um, I don't hate him. 
Um, so what do you think, McCutcheon, Hachavaria? Yeah, I mean, he's been better. Hachavaria's been better. Just yeah, it's been like short, short sample to, size. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think once CD gets back yeah. and Hachavaria's, uh, we'll, we'll be getting less at bats and McCutcheon, as long as Joe is out, we'll still, we'll still be getting those. Uh, I think McCutcheon will end up being better. But yeah, I mean, right now, through the small sample size, Torres is pretty fucked. Torres is never going to play again. Yeah, poor, poor Ronnie. Every time, every time he takes the end of playing time, someone else just swoops in. Yeah. Um. So, so in terms of what this guy said about Gary, I mean, I have a, I had a lot of people asking me today, like, I mean, you've got to start Roman in the playoff game, but you can't, you can't, because because Gary does shut down the running game. You're going to have a pass ball or two. It's just going to have you to live with it, but. Gary's bat and Gary's arm, you can't take that off the field. Well, you can take his bat out because it's garbage. But I agree the arm. It's going to be fine. I'm telling you it's going to be fine. He's too good of a hitter to be this. I'm sticking with him. I give up on everybody. I'm not giving up on Gary. because I I just know he's too good for this. Maybe I do need to give up on him and then he'll just start. I know. I I was very close to tuning out last night. I'm just just done with Gary Sanchez. But I refrained because I kept thinking about all those sweet swings and home runs. But – I need to say it. I'm I'm done with 2018, Gary Sanchez. Yeah. All right. Uh, 2018 New York Yankees World Series says, "Is it fair to be in panic mode right now? This concerning about the this concerning about the team's inability to hit with runners in score position and the pitching being basically a coin flip every night." Um. Well, I, I panic. Panic is maybe not the right word. Uh. But I, I'll panic if if that wild card lead dips below two. I'll hit the panic button. Agreed. I mean, it's panic, and the Yankees just don't have a. I, I'm not confident. I, I know the Yankees aren't paid to win 99, 100 games, whatever it is, but they just they've not felt like that team for a very long time. So there's panic or concern or whatever you want to call it in that sense. Uh, still, they're going to make the playoffs. They have a very good chance to have the first wild card. But I know I don't have that feel with this team of. I mean, like, do you feel like this team is capable of making a, a, a run winning the World Series? Yeah. I, I still – yeah, because Aaron Judge will be back. <laughs> if Aaron Judge comes back – I know the talent's there, but to me I, – I know last year they were worse record-wise, numbers-wise, but it just had a different feel. I don't know. It's tough to quantify, obviously, but last year's season just felt different than this season. Yeah. Uh, well, well it's also because they were the underdog. Uh, the underdog feel yeah. is completely different. Uh, I mean, the Yankees are never the underdog, so obviously that was rare. Uh, and obviously they come into this year, and you know, you got wins totals in Vegas at like ninety six and a half. I mean, there's no, and I mean, the Red Sox being so good as it is, yeah, it's it's a different vibe for sure. And the injuries have certainly dampered everything too. Um, if Aaron Judge can get back by like twelve days from now, and I think he can, I, I, it's going to be interesting whether he can get in games because. Scran's going to need to. It's Scran is in the Walker in the in the playoffs right now. So if they're able to just hang around in the playoffs, enough for. I almost don't even care if they win, it win the world, win their championship. I just care about them hanging around long. Yeah, nobody cares. Getting, yeah, yeah, I just want Judge to get in games. Also, yeah. how unfair would that be for like the Triple A playoffs? We're like, oh yeah, Scran just has Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's Aaron Judge. Like, have fun. And Justice Sheffield is pitching. <laughs> like, that'd be funny. <laughs> Um, let's see. Tyler Barn Barrett says, uh, what's your biggest worry going into October? Health or pitching? It's a and I'll factor in hitting too. Yeah, all phases. What are you what are you more concerned about? I I mean probably health. pitching right now. Oh, I'm gonna say health. 
just because if Aaron Judge isn't on this team, they're not going to do anything. Yeah, but, I mean, pitching to me, just because, I mean, the one game is so pitching-reliant. The lottery game is so reliant on your start – on. The start you got from your pitcher. I mean, I know last year the Yankees got off one from Severino. But I'm anyway, but... that happens. Hap will pitch well in that game, and then and they'll hand it over to the bullpen, and they'll, and they'll have runs by then. But I'm just cons- I, I need Aaron Judge in that lineup to make everything go. Yeah, and that's fair. But I'm I'm kind of thinking he will be back. But I'm definitely more concerned. I don't know. The pitching to me is just a real real concern. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of concerns to everything. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, this is from Nate, not Barstool Nate, but another Nate. What would your lineup and defense be for the Walker game, assuming Judge is healthy? I feel like we've done this, but I guess yeah. I feel like factoring San- – so basically the question is, like, do you DH Sanchez? Do you catch Sanchez? What I basically just said you catch him still. Would You know, the whole McCutcheon-Gardner thing, that's tough. Um, what would you do? I, well, I don't think McCutcheon well, – I think we'll one through nine, but I think you catch Sanchez if it's a lefty. Uh, McCutcheon starts, which it won't be, I don't think. But if it's a righty, it's got to give it to Gardner. and grinds out that fast. And it's not like McC- I mean, if by then McCutcheon is on a hot streak, you start him, but it's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball right now. So right. I'll put Gardner there at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, Hicks Gardner's leading been off. better lately, too. He has been better lately. Yeah. Uh, I'd have Hicks leading off, and then everything else, basically what you'd expect. Where would you hit Voight? Because so Boone has Boone has done this thing recently where well no, I shouldn't say Boone the analytics team uh, has done this team where they're hitting a lefty basically every three batters and so they they've been mixing and matching uh, and it's I don't know it's, I didn't hate it because it, Voight was hitting like eighth and like when you hit Voight eighth and Glaber ninth it's so dangerous to flip the order like oh yeah worth the bottom of the order few no you have like two of our better hitters <laughs> like eight yeah. nine it's kind of scary yeah I'd say between seven and well, I would have Gardner nine in this scenario. Uh, yeah, I'd say Glaber and Voight seven or eight, either or. Uh, I'd be fine with. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is okay. Last one from AJ. Uh, you can choose one scenario to save your life: Greg Bird to get a hit with a runner on second and two outs, or Gary Sanchez to block three straight sinkers in the dirt. Your life. Literally depends on this. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> this is this might have been our toughest question yet. Your life depends on this. I'm gonna go Gary. You think Gary can stop three sinkers in the dirt? Well, the fact that it's sinkers and let's not- say they're Britain sinkers, so they're not easy to catch. Yeah, the fact that it's a sinker and not a curveball or slider gives me a little more optimism just because you know it should be – I mean, it's going to drop, but it, it won't have as much horizontal uh, bite. It shouldn't have as much horizontal bite. I mean, the odds of Greg Bird getting a hit is one in five. So what do you think the odds are of Gary Sanchez stopping that? Three in a row? So no, one. Just stopping one. We're just gonna go a one. No, a stop like on a, on an independent event. What do you think? Oh, the odds are? Um, sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent. So if you're on a run, so sixty-five. You got to do that times three. So that's one point 
0.95 or wait, I'm right on wrong. right on par with times 0.65 times. Oh no, 20. I don't know what I just did. 0.65 times 0.65 times 0.65. 20 is so that's a 27 percent chance that he catches all three. And do you think 65 is generous or 60? I think 65 is a good percentage. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, right. ready. So I guess we're going with Gary. Yeah, I'm going with Gary. I can't. I can't Gary. trust Bird to get a good to get a hit like that. And let's say Bird is facing like Craig Kimbrell. Say that again. Let's say Bird is facing like a Craig. Oh, yeah, Kimbrell. then there's. Yeah, I. I mean, I just take Bird first. So I oh, mean, no. that's a, yeah, a yeah. huge yeah. Gary Sanchez fan either, but. I don't know. I guess we just ran the numbers. We just did the numbers. We just crushed the numbers. So Gary Sanchez is the bet to save our life. I got to commend you. So you're, you being on that show, the NFL gambling show is fucking hilarious. I don't know how you come up with your lines. Are they pre-written? Uh, this is the Stu Finer one. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, little, not, I mean, not totally. Cause I don't totally know when they're going to throw it to me, but some stuff I would, I would like have ideas of how I want to intro a, Segue a line or something. You said something today that made me literally like laugh out loud. Oh, uh, when you were pretending to be on the phone, and you were like, uh, oh, yeah, "I just gotta well, go." Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh right, right, right. So uh, tell the people where they can find find it. What is it? Sundays. So, yeah. So Barstool Sports Advisors, 10 a.m. on WPix 11 in New York, CW affiliate in Boston, something Channel 17 in. Philly I think it's My and, Network 17 in Philly. Yeah, something like that. And, and then the TVG. TVG2. And then also it'll be on the website uh, an hour-ish later. And then there's an after show, just like a half hour, talking about the other games that weren't talked about. That's only on TVG Got and it. TVG2. And that's not in, like, character, whatever you want to call it. That's just sort of like a rundown type Yeah, I, I saw it recording live today, and it was fucking great. Uh, the set, the studio set that we have in the, the office. Set, is, shout out to the set designers or whatever. I mean, the, the little set they made me. It's so cool. Yeah. It's also a, an amazing disrup- disruption to the office. Like, unbelievably, obnoxiously disruptive. I mean, it's now just half the week. We just have this huge thing just in the middle of the office. I mean, me, Casey, and Carabas were sharing a corner desk today, just crunched in the corner by the water cooler. Yeah, it's, Jack, Jack it's is Jack is like literally has just his computer. I don't know if you have his desk anymore. He just has a chair and a computer. I didn't have a desk today either. Yeah. It, nobody, I mean, our whole our whole side of the office is just in disarray. Everything is. We need a, We need to move to that new office. Soon. We're a hundred fifty million dollar company and have no room to work. And barely any internet. Okay. Unbelievable. All right. That's our show. We got Seattle this weekend. Got to win two of three. Make me feel good. Uh, please win two of three. Neat Lance, it could be Lance Lynn's last start in the rotation. Uh, if he's terrible again, I could, I don't see Sunny's him. Sunny's coming. Huh? Sunny's coming. Could be Sunny. Yeah. Could be Sunny. Could be Could be Johnny Lasagna. Um, who knows? Um, I'd like to see him come into a meaningful – that's the one thing I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'd like to see Johnny Lasagna come into a big spot and see what he can do, like in, as a, in a relieving role, because I liked what I saw when he first came in. He was electric. Um, but, yeah, 